I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Hello everyone, welcome to uh, this show, which is the greatest show, which is The Circus. Which is another happy pod, The Circus of Podcasts, some might say. <laughs> I don't know what that was. My name is Nathan, um, uh, Yeah, and as always, I'm joined by Lawrence... Went on a real roller coaster with that one, didn't we? Even the way you said, I'm here with Lawrence, like I was a spooky ghost. I was going to do some fun kind of circus pun for our names, but I thought of that as I was introducing myself, and then I realised I didn't have time to think of a pun, um, so I abandoned it completely, which is why... You, you could borrow the Ted Lasso. You could borrow the Ted Lasso, <laughs> Nate, great. Um but Lawrence, there's not much that goes with Lawrence. Lawrence, the uh... paedophile. Uh, yeah, fact, yeah. I, was <laughs> waiting, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. fun, when I worked at a summer camp in uh, America, there was a guy there, an older guy. I can't remember his name. Um, let's call him Jeff. Uh, he actually called me Nate the Great, and he was he was a very I don't know, there was someone about this guy that just wasn't right, but he was he was like 50, 60, and he was working at a summer camp, so that should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that was what it was, Nathan. There was nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he called me Nate the Great, and he was he was one of those who was kind of like Ted Lasso. He kind of had like an infectious personality. So who knows, maybe that series was based on him. Maybe. Was that the point of that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do, and then he grew up to be P.T. Barnum, uh, and he made the circus. Who knows? Yes. <sighs> Nathan, we're talking about a white people musical. <laughs> Boy, are we. But there's a sprinkling of some black people in there, though. Do they have any depth or story? Don't worry about it. But 
Listen. Is there, is there presence in this film, <laughs> uh, i.e. an aid to uh, an enormous racist, uh, somewhat offensive in its pure existence? Yes. Yes, it is. Anyway. Look, listen, we're going to talk about a feel-good movie about a man who literally owned slaves, okay? So <laughs> let's let's get into this. Time to discuss everyone's... Uh, this, this is kind of like the ultimate movie for, like, Facebook wine mums. Uh, I'd argue Minions takes that cake, but or like I mean, Minions. I would argue, I would argue that you're incorrect, and you're just thinking oh. of the memes. Well, that's what Facebook mums is all about, is it not? Yeah, but this is their favorite movie. Like they 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 watch this movie and then they make memes about it with Minions. See, I don't, I don't think they watch this movie. I think they listen to this movie on the radio in their cars on their way to work, and they go, "What's that?" Um, uh, Jack Human song, the um, uh, "This Is Me" or "Here I Come" or whatever it is. That's a good one to bop your head to. That's why. No, I think. I think I think they watch this movie, then they feel good about themselves because they're like, "Oh, isn't that a nice message?" Let's not look any further into it. And then they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they feel good, which is what this movie is designed to do. Yeah, but per- personally, I think it should it. have been yeah. <laughs> There's there's a few things that are glossed over, shall we say? Um, oh, or just the, the ableism, made... the racism, the uh, the yes. slavery, the... <laughs> or or there's just things that are just made up entirely. Um, but but sure, let let's have a little bit of a feel good movie about one of history's most terrible person. So you love this, right? This is a good movie to you. To no, you. I've no, <laughs> I've never loved this. <laughs> Look, I, look first... I'll start this. I'm all for artistic license, right? You Sometimes in biopics, the, the nature of something or like an event that took place doesn't serve the story that you're telling. So, you know, the film takes it out. Like, um, I'm pretty sure they did that with the Benedict Cumberbatch Solves World War II movie. Um, yes. But, there was, but in this one, <laughs> they, just, they just make it all up. They just, <laughs> it's this guy, and he was the nicest guy that ever lived. <laughs> He's the best yes. dude on the planet. He's such a good bloke. But it but none of that's true, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not. He is uh, a very very <laughs> just just a bad man to be honest. One of his um his first let's say attractions because I don't know what else to call it, but one of his first attractions was um allowing people to come and marvel at George Washington's um like like bedmate, like his maid, slave in other words. Um and he and it was just a, an elderly black woman who he just paraded up and down the streets and let rich white people come and pay like a dollar or whatever it was to gawk at her. And that's literally it. That's the whole fucking attraction. Spoiler alert, it wasn't even George Washington's maid. It was just some random fucking black woman that he assumedly bought because slavery was still very much a thing. And he paraded her around and he sold tickets. This movie's weird because it like it addresses that there is like oppressive feelings um between I mean rights. kind of. No, 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 but no, but it does. But it, it acknowledges there. It doesn't. It doesn't hide from it. It doesn't go go into it. But it doesn't hide from the fact that that was a thing. But but slave is a is a very bad word. You don't see it. It's not in the movie. No one owns a slave. No one is kicking about with slaves. All the people, like all the all the doormen and everything else, are all white as anything. Yes. Like it, it's 
it's like, oh, we want to touch on it, but we're scared because then people won't like our music on the radio. <laughs> it's so... This film... I, do, do you know what? This is another happy pod. Hello. Um, but this film fucking sucks in every sense of the word. Like, it's, it's fucking enraging, this movie. I think the peak of it for me, when I... And this wasn't something I picked up on the first time. This was like later I realized this. But the the absolute peak of this movie is all the quote unquote freaks are singing the big like uh, "Here I am, you can't stop me" song. Like I'm 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 me. I'm beautiful. I'm gonna be who I am. That that one, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's um, all of them. That's every single that's, song. That's all, yeah. But the main one, the "This Is Me" one. Um, and there's and there is people there who are legitimately disabled and you know have things that are very wrong with them. Uh, not necessarily wrong. That's probably the bad way to phrase it. But you know what I mean. And there are also people who are you know different ethnicities and are facing very real prejudice and hatred and are facing genuine oppression and and hurt from other people around them who want to actively harm them. And they are all being outsung by a woman with a fucking beard. It's <laughs> 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 like how, how, you, you've got a fucking shave. G- grab a fucking razor, all right? Yeah. Like, don't tell me these two are the same thing at all. But and that fucking bearded lady also at one point says. Uh, something along the lines of like our own parents were afraid of us. Like, have you had this beard since you was a kid? Have, ah, yeah, what's been going yeah, on? <laughs> like, I thought that about the um the hairy man as well. It's like surely you got to like may- maybe sixteen, and then your mum was like, "That's a bit weird." But then go and do your own fucking thing at sixteen. There's, al- go there's also a guy there who just has a lot of tattoos. Like that's just self inflicted. That they-, they don't just spawn on you. Like, you can't just get a load of tattoos and then be like, I'm an outcast, I'm a freak, society has shunned me. Like, you just got tattoos. Like, what? Yeah, there's there's definitely... So, so with, with half of the, as the movie calls them, not my phrasing, freaks, yes. quite like half of them are people that are, are extremely oppressed figures at this time in history, right? That genuinely could have feared for their lives in certain, like just elements of oppression and all and etc etc and there's other people there it's just like you made a choice in your life and now you're like oh man i can't i can't get a job i can't do this it's like well you did it but it's it's, that's your fault (laughs) yeah it's a strange thing to write a feel-good musical about especially when you throw in the elements of of racism and that type of stuff because that i get you can you can do a musical I mean, kind of. It's a little in bad taste, but sure. You can do a musical around that sort of stuff. But just the fact that you're putting it alongside a woman with a beard, um, it just, like... Also, we have women with beards now. It's not that big of a deal. Sure, in 1850, yeah, but it's really not that big of a deal. Like, get over it. I think it's 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 difficult, because this is this is a concept that very much should have been kind of addressed in the in the executives or the studio executives meeting and they've gone this is an ethical minefield and we should stay far away from this what's the next concept that we can put hugh jackman in singing because that's the reason this was made is because hugh jackman is singing and they wanted they wanted spotify to fucking do numbers on their songs and it's so evident because 
you know me, right? <laughs> what is the one thing I always say about musicals? Here we go. Something, something lives and dies by the fucking music. Blah, blah, blah. Right, but it does. And this is... And the disagree. Music is... Once again, right. disagree. We've Fine. covered many Fine. musical episodes on this podcast. Uh, in the Heights, uh, that other one we did, Hamilton, which never got released because we lost it. And you said this every time, and every time I must say disagree. All right, fine. Well, then I think I found a point that we can agree on. Say like, the actual line because I forgot what it is. What about my? Well, my opinion on this this film is slightly different. I basically I think this this film was made, um, conceptualized, and brought into the world because of the fact that they needed a jukebox musical with um, not a jukebox musical. Sorry, they needed an original musical um, with Hugh Jackman in it that would do numbers. Uh, and would be a feel-good thing that they could maybe push for, like, the original score or the original song at the Oscars. This... The music in this is so fucking vague because they're designing every single song, bar one, one, to be played on the radio so they can get one of them to a number one. Right? And it's so fucking vague. It will be a scene of, like, man, my parents just basically spat in your face because you're black anyway... We've both got problems, and let's sing. It's it. No, <laughs> any emotional imp- any any emotional impact that this film could have had, it then just becomes a music video, and it's terrible because it none of it, it comes out of nowhere. And I've got this quote, and I won't go on all night. I promise. Right. So this this was this was made. The musical style was not evoking the eighteen hundreds um, kind of time period. Because the choice was to express not just the characters' feelings, but also how ahead of the time P.T. Barnum was. That was the reason they made it modern music, to express how ahead of the time he was. I would argue that he was incredibly stuck in his time. Uh, If anything, it was one of the relics of his time. And also, this was not made because you wanted to evoke the feeling of the character of P.T. Barnum. This was made so that you could sell fucking songs. Yeah. (laughs) I've wanted to have this row with someone for a very long time and it's I've never before had to do this type of looking into it to to have the the say on it I do I think it was something that Hugh Jackman wanted to do for quite a while though like it wasn't just something that was like thought up in like a fucking I don't know who did it Fox or something like Fox's executive suite or whatever it it was something that Hugh has been pushing for inexplicably I don't know why Hugh I like you but this ain't it brother like um I, I don't know why this is something he's been pushing for for so long but he has wanted to do this he just loves musicals he loves a show he doesn't want to play he doesn't want to get ripped every two years and play Wolverine he just wants to have a little song and dance bless him um, and and this is, I guess, what he was pushing for. Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily think it was something that was just movie by marketing. That's what it's became. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Then, yeah, definitely. I think I think they when they saw the potential of it, and when it wasn't a box office flop, because I think it I think it was released around a Star Wars time, wasn't it? Yeah, around a Star Wars uh, coming out. I don't know. Maybe when did it come out? Uh, I, I don't know the exact date, but I'm pretty sure it was around about a December time. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. then. Um, but yeah, so and, and I think probably when it wasn't a box office flop, and when people, when white girls <laughs> did start getting these quotes tattooed on them, um, and putting up fairy lights with P.T. Barnum's face on them in their uni rooms, 
that yeah, you saw came the out, potential. It came with. out uh, December 2017, so that would have been time of the Last Jedi. Fuck yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know how they succeeded when the Last Jedi was in cinemas around the same time as well. That's that's crazy. Um, I think this was a sleeper hit though. I think like at first it didn't necessarily do that well, um, and then like word of mouth cottoned on, and everyone was like. It's a feel good, and there's music and songs that are quite good. Um, and then like people... the white girls got their ukuleles out on YouTube covering this, and everyone went, "What's this? Exactly. Wow! I'm gonna yeah. buy the DVD." Um, I wouldn't have bought a DVD in ten years. <laughs> I'd argue that the Facebook mums that love this movie might have done. Oh, yeah. um, That's true. What? So, what did you like? Did you like that he was he was a little <laughs> boy that this his whole life, but then got the idea in his mid thirties. I liked that he was a little boy and then suddenly he was 50-year-old Hugh Jackman. I did yeah. like that. <laughs> like during that song that goes on for about half the movie, he's um he's like a 10-year-old boy or whatever and then he's like going to to get his wife after she's like graduated school, but there's no in between. There's like no there's no intermediary scenes. He's just one moment he's a little boy and then he's not even attempted to make him look younger, just fully 50-year-old Hugh Jackman been like, I'm here to take your daughter to the prom or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'd have some questions for this man. Who is, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, the, man the man who answers the door, right? His wife, Charity's father, the man who ends up being his wife's father. So his father-in-law looks at Max 10 years older than him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and, that's, and that's being generous. They have even like, you know how like they might ruffle an older guy's hair to make him seem more youthful? They haven't yeah. even done that. It's just regular Hugh Jackman in the hat. It, it's just Hugh Jackman as you know him and love him. And he's just just there like yeah i want to marry your daughter <laughs> he's like well i don't agree with this but sure <laughs> i am um, i wonder if you noticed this right there's something that i've I, I quite enjoy about modern movies that are like especially modern movies that are made for like the a big kind of thing like this like a, to be a big cinematic event type thing that are yeah. set in old-timey mm. settings there's always a scene where like they have to reinforce what time period it is. So there'll be a scene where like two white guys are talking and they'll be like, Sir, I hear I heard of a fella out west that could put a horse and carriage in the air. They're calling it a plane, sir, with it and it's got the wings and it can travel for miles. And then and then they really quickly have to put it back into the context of a movie. So they go, just imagine if you applied this mindset to this business that we have. Just imagine <laughs> the things we could And it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> It's it's very it's very bad and noticeable. There's a lot of stuff like that. There's also like some very weird choices that are made, like especially in the beginning, because like there's like first of all that dude, like Charity's dad, he just straight up like fucking slaps uh, PT Barnum in front of his dad. Can you imagine just being <laughs> watching your own son just get beaten like that and just doing nothing? What an absolute mill. I'm glad he died. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he did die, and then like PT Barnum was suddenly homeless or whatever, he like gets fed like an apple from like a again quote unquote freak, what I seem to be like a burn victim or something, and like you assume like that's gonna like set him on the path of like you know being raised on the streets by these people who are also outcasts from society, and that's where he like grows this love of the you know the outsiders and whatnot. But no. Just never comes up again. Don't worry about no. it. <laughs> it. It never comes up again until he goes. But what if I could exploit them for money? Yeah, uh, and then exactly. and, and that's how he gets the idea. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird. And there are a whole bunch of weird choices. Like he's he's poor. 
but then like him and his wife are dressed very nicely all the time. Like it, it's it's there's certain inconsistencies that are just very very odd. Um, He's I poor, liked... but he goes from poor to rich very quickly though. There's like suddenly they're all living in well that at first they're like living in like a shoebox apartment which first of all that alone in New York would cost you like a million grand these days but whatever um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, I get it it was 1850 it was like you could buy a fucking apartment for a penny or whatever um but yeah like they're all living in that like shoebox apartment and they go from that to the biggest fucking mansion you've ever seen with nothing in between, but also he buys the mansion before he buys his daughter some ballet shoes that he promised her. Yeah, what a fucking, what a dick. And the, the, the other daughter is like, happy birthday, baby. Here's a cup with holes in it. Uh, it's it's a wishing machine. You can use it to wish for a much better fucking present than this. Like, yeah. It's, I, 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 I like, but funnily enough, right, at the beginning of the movie, that's when I prefer these characters the most when it they're they're poor and they're quaint and they come from nothing or at least one of them does because it's 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 way more wholesome than what it becomes which is just a man on his way to the top by fucking over every pun every person he meets whilst telling them i'm the nicest guy ever now shake my hand i've just fucked you about like it's yeah it's a it's not good it's not it's a con it's a con man working his way to the top but there's there's no there's no lesson. There's no like payoff. There's no hardship or anything like anything bad that happens. It's all fine. Like a scene later, it's just it's all very quickly glossed over, and there's no real stakes to it. It's it's all just f- fake. Um, not even fake controversy because it's not even controversy. It's just a a little blip of of trouble. And then, no, well, there's like everything's good. There's like three instances in uh, instances in the movie um, where he's like, and they call me the con man. Oh, it's like, and they say I'm selling fake things. But then, like, yes. and, and then you're right, like, but you are, you are a con man. You are lying, and you are selling this, it. This movie, it doesn't necessarily commit to the fact that he is selling fake things. It's kind of hinting that like some of his acts are fake and stuff, but. There's never really any like confirmation of it one way or the other. Even even like says to that critic, he even like has a wink and a smile to that critic, like well, maybe it is all fake or whatever. But it, the smiles are real, isn't that what counts? And then it's just like, but 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 what is it though? What is it? Because that woman does have a beard, and why doesn't she shave? Yeah, well that's the main thing, isn't it? That's I think, my I think biggest problem saying... with this movie. Why doesn't she shave? I think it's I think he's saying that they're exaggerated, like because like was it like the world's heaviest man comes in and he like greatly exaggerates the size of the man and then like later on he's shoving pillows down his top or something to make him look bigger than he is. Um, yeah. Was it like the um, what what's the other one that's a big oh like the thief that he has uh, who like he's like is the best magician around. Firstly, that's a stretch from the truth. Um, but but then also he just has him work in the door, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand anything. <laughs> it doesn't. There's so much in this that just doesn't make any sense. Like, um, I think it was a was it a Jenny um was it a Jenny Nicholson video that pointed out that like that the they make a big thing about like their uh, Jenny Lind and P.T. Barnum's kiss being photographed. Like they slow down the movie and there's like all these. Whoosh, 
flashing cameras effects and stuff. And then what's in the newspaper is like an artist sketch. I didn't see the picture in the newspaper. Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, it's, <laughs> there's so many things that I think if they, what what this movie needed was to be watched once before it was released, and people go, oh, oh yeah, no, take that bit out for yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense, and then it, it would be a lot done, more stomachable. It could have done with a round of notes, that's for sure. Yeah, that's and then sure. and then maybe a new concept because it is still racist, ableist, uh, <laughs> and everything in between. And speaking of making things up, just completely, the the way they did Jenny Lynn Dirty in this movie, my God, they they turned what is one of the most charitable and famously just nice uh, people from history, persons from history, and turned her into a wicked seductress who just wants to bed Hugh Jackman and then cancels her entire tour out of spite because he won't fuck her. Like, wow. That's that's quite the choice you've made there. Yeah, it is odd, considering that the, the person, the hero of this piece is uh, a <laughs> slave-owning racist <laughs> exactly. uh, who, who, abused, who abused animals and people for money. Like, oh, so from God, what I understand, yeah. Jenny Lynn, Jenny Lynn left uh, her tour because she felt uncomfortable with how much uh, I was going to say Hugh Jackman, with how much P.T. Barnum was basically publicising and exploiting her. She felt very uncomfortable because she's all about you know performing it for charity and giving most of her money away to like people who genuinely need it and all that sort of stuff. So she felt like uncomfortable with the level of like. Come see this woman and pay me like a million quid or whatever. She, she she didn't like that. So she was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to walk away. And in this movie, she's just like, uh, I hate you. And I'm going to kiss you and break up your marriage because you didn't fuck me. It's, yeah. Which it's is outrageous. It is. Yes. And I, I do think, because the casting of Rebecca Ferguson is good. Like, she's... She's a like she she only has a few scenes and like when she's performing the the singing scenes even though I know she's not singing like she she is giving a great performance but it's just what a fucking waste <laughs> like and there's a few there's a few like big names that are wasted in this as well like it just it seems ah oh, the the spotlight is in all the wrong places is what I'm saying yeah I agree. This movie cannot stop doing reprises of earlier songs, uh, but this time the singer is crying. <laughs> That's, isn't that... Right, I can be fair, isn't that most movie musicals, though? No! If there's a reprise, it happens, like, once, usually. But this time, it's like there's at least three instances where they do, like, a little reprise, but they're crying now. Right, okay. Yeah, no, there, there, are, there, is, a, there is a bit of that. This Or this... I think it's because it knows it had the two big hitters that was like, no, maybe three that it had like a million dreams. This is me. Uh, and some other fucking song that were like the, um, the main ones that they were pushing towards the Oscars. So I think that at any given moment they were like, they, it's, it's been an hour since this is me played quick do, <laughs> do a reprise of it, get it in there somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 I I think that this, there's one moment in this that just really pissed me off, <laughs> and it's when oh, it's when the movie critic turns around to Hugh Jackman and says, um, it, "Some would even call this circus act a celebration of humanity." Fuck off, get fucked! Like 
the movie is telling me, oh, it's fine that we did this because this is a celebration <laughs> of humanity. No, it's not. <laughs> this is this is unethical. This is so wrong. Oh god, yeah. it's it's actually taking the practice. You know, minus the um, minus the fucking the actual mistreatment in terms of like physical abuse and stuff. But it but it's still exploiting shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, like everyone in this, like to an extent, was was faked as well. Like, like the disabilities weren't up to the studio standards. So the 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 dwarf that they have playing uh, Tom something, they've made him smaller. Yeah, that, so they made him smaller, mm-hmm. and then his voice wasn't up to scratch. So they they digitally lowered his voice in post. Like it's. It feels like they were like, no, you're not the right kind of outsider for this movie, actually. So we're going to just tweak it how we want. And these are people, man. Like, it feels gross. Like, yeah, I'm, it... I'm all about the consenting adult thing, but it's more about like the it's it's not about them agreeing to it because that's not my fucking business. But it is also about the message that's being pushed forward by the studio. Which is that's that's my biggest issue with it, really. The like the fact that this is celebrated as like a feel good uh, musical, a feel good movie musical, which you know it challenges oppression and stereotypes, and and it's about celebrating people for who they are. That's my biggest issue with it, because on the surface level, just the absolute fucking tiniest brush against surface level. Yes, sure. That's what it is. If you even look at that for longer than a second, though, you can see the cracks and everything else underneath it and see the the entire history of prejudice and slavery and, and everything else that is just completely glossing over. And it's... it's I was going to say it's almost insulting. It's not. It just is insulting. It's extremely insulting to people who actually have... You know, issues and disabilities, and also people who have like suffered racism and prejudice and all this sort of stuff. It's just, it's wrong, really. Yeah, and I think that's that's the main thing of it. Like, it just it comes across as very, you know, this is this is a good thing, and it's not, and it's it's it it, it strictly is so that the studio could make money off of it and profit, and and that's cool if your message, like, if you're going to use touchy subjects like this, and your message is pure, genuine, and and will push forward positivity into the world. Great. I've got no problem with that. But it's when it's like, here's a man that historically stands for everything that we're saying the movie like doesn't stand for. Do, do you know what I mean? Here's, here, here, let's see if this makes it in. I might cut this out. <laughs> this is a very, and I know this is a very extreme example, okay? This is very, very extreme, and it's intentionally exaggerated. So I know that before I say it, okay? I don't need anyone to tell me that. <laughs> but it's like if there was a movie about, let's say, Adolf Hitler, who celebrated the lives of Jewish people and and let them all come and live with him in his big house where he loved them forever. It's kind of like that. Again, I know that's an extreme example, but it is kind of like that. It's an extreme example, but it is but it, the concept of a man who abused and tortured the very people that this movie is saying he was like a father figure to them. Like, yeah, the, 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 was it? The, there's there's parts in this movie where they're like the circus was our home, and like in real life, the uh, Tom Thumb was adopted at the age of four, and then just put 
with no consent into the circus because Hugh Jackman, not Hugh Jackman, P.T. Barnum owned him. So he was like, you're going to perform for me, you little child. Right? He was legally adopted by him for the sole purpose not to raise a child, but to, to sell and exploit said child. And then in this movie, it's like, oh, the circus felt like our home. Stop it! <laughs> I just I think that this is if you if you go to enjoy this and it's and it's a surface level then fair fair enough whatever no one's asking you to think too much into it it's not your fault the studio put this out but if you look into yeah. it and you know the kind of guy that he was <laughs> then how can you be like this is fine like it, it's I'm amazed that. and I, I don't know if it was the time period or what but I think if this movie came out. Oh, but then Twitter was a massive thing in 2017, wasn't it? Like, yeah, I still I, think it would be the exact same. I don't, it would not be any different if it came out today than when it did. Like, four what, years why ago do you think whatever, this flew because... under the radar? Because there are clear problems with with this. I think because I just don't think people care enough to to look or to to you know look into it because it's. Because, like I say, it's it's glossed over, and so if they're presented with a nice, feel-good movie musical, like, who, other than us fucking freaks, goes and, like, looks into what actually happened? Like, the, the usual thing to do is just go, oh, that was nice, I feel good. Now let's n- not really think about it again. And listen to the songs on Spotify or whatever. That's that's it. That's that's what this movie is designed to do. It's not designed to be. <laughs> I reckon the fucking execs or whatever were fucking praying you didn't look into it. But yeah, it's not really necessarily meant to like be looked into or whatever. Yeah, I think it's just like, oh, it's it's odd. And I, I get it that people aren't going to come away and be like, you know, the movie presents you with a set of facts and then says this is true, like. Like or it just tells you that this is their version of it, and that's fine. And I think this is this is the boldest that uh, that like a biopic type movie has ever been. Like people were pissed off about like Bohemian Rhapsody and like the the timing of the of the the big performance at the end was actually like before he was diagnosed of AIDS and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. People were annoyed about tiny specific details of that, but then they're like, oh yeah, no, this I'm fine with this. This is look out here. I also. I think the difference there, though, is like Freddie Mercury is a lot more recent than P.T. Barnum and probably a lot more famous as well. Um, Freddie Mercury is, you know, people would have been alive at the time Freddie Mercury was when they watched that movie, so they would have known exactly what happens. That's not really the case with this. You're we're far enough from removed from like this, like this period that we that we can make these leaps and we can, you know, bend the truth a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 300-year-old Hugh Jackman's just had, <laughs> had this in the can waiting. And when P.T. Barnum finally killed over, he just, he, he went, now is the time for the movie musical, The Greatest Showman. Let's go. Uh, this, this is, yeah, this is, this is just a, I don't actually have much to say about it other than I just think the whole thing is, offensive (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's it's tough because while i hate the movie i do regrettably and 
with extreme spite as well. I do like the songs. The songs are very they're catchy, goddamn them. They're really fucking catchy and and you cannot help sing along to them sometimes, okay? It's, it's almost well made like they're perfectly in that manufactured respect. to be that way to sell the most <laughs> <It's>, amount. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Uh, I do like those ones. The only one I have an issue with is uh, The Greatest Show. This is The Greatest Show. And for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what my issue with it was. I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it the way I the way I liked the others. And I, and I think I've clocked it today. I think I've realized. I think it's because it's trying to be both an opening musical number and a closing musical number at the same time. Okay. It's literally both of those things just cutting cut in half. And it doesn't quite work because an opening is very different to a musical closing. They're like thematically different in terms of like music and everything like that. And I don't think it quite works. And that's why I think I don't like it. But I but thought other than that, you know what you know when it gets to the end and Hugh Jackman's watching his children grow up and, and all sorts and then, then it cuts in and he's like um, like it cuts in and he he has the 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 more melancholic. It's everything you ever want. As he's watching yes. his daughter grow up, I thought that should have been the A Million Dreams song, because that's the song that, he, that was like the the big thematic link between him and his wife. That they and it would be a I don't know a metaphor I guess of the dream was never like he even says it in the bar that like he he's been striving for success for so long that he forgot who he was being who he wanted to be successful for so that he could have the life with his wife and his kids like i don't know yeah. it just it felt like the wrong song so that i think that makes a lot of sense that it is trying to be a, an opener and a closer at the same time and it it kind of fails at both because of it also sounds like a fallout boy song yeah and i'm pretty sure fallout boy covered it again championing the my claim that this was made purely to sell things because then the second the sales started dying off they were like pink and fallout boy are singing it now buy it more come on i don't think <laughs> i don't think fallout boy covered it i'm, I'm, not, I'm not almost even... certain they did well if only there was google <laughs> i'm finding it now <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pan oh no, sorry, not Fall Out Boy. Panic at the Disco. The same, otherwise known, ah! as, otherwise known as the exact same band. Um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's not the same band at all. <laughs> you agreed for a second. I'm going to take it. Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. You're not having that. <laughs> Did you like that the uh, the greatest opera singer in the world doesn't sing opera? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, it was good. And also that the. Um, <laughs> the partnership is agreed and Zac Efron <clears throat> and Hugh Jackman go, should we go in 50-50? And they go, yeah, absolutely. And then on the first show back, <laughs> P.T. Barnum goes, <laughs> I reckon I might quit. <laughs> I was, was going to mention that. I was like, so what does he do now? Does he just stay at home but still collect a paycheck every week? I think, <laughs> I think that's what it was. He went, hey, thanks for bankrolling me when I literally gambled my entire life and fortune away on this stupid fucking idea. Uh, thanks for literally being the only person who's ever trusted and financially believed in me and backed me for nothing, by the way, for, for collateral on hopes and dreams or whatever. Thanks for that. Now do all the work while I sit on my ass and do fuck all. Oh, he even puts the hat on him and he's like, off children. to work you go, chip, chip, fuck off. He gives him the little stick. Yeah. He's like, here you go. You'll need It'll this be to beat everyone. <laughs> oh, wait, not in this movie. <laughs> oh, no. That's, no, okay. an, animals, Nathan. Animals, animals. No, you can't beat the animals. They're CGI. Oh, my mistake. You know, the director of this is a um, um, is was a visual effects supervisor. This is his first directorial debut. I'm not sure what Didn't he's asked. Um, <laughs> so 
sorry. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, I did enjoy how at the end, Hugh Jackman was strolling down the, the street on a giant CGI elephant, but his daughter didn't point him out until he was like already like pretty much right in front of the theatre. Like, you didn't see that before? Yeah. He's like on a fucking 12 feet tall fucking elephant, <laughs> and you only point him out once he's at the stairs. No, the street's like a mile long. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't see anything. <laughs> it's the way he rocks it's up. Suddenly rocks up out of nowhere. Yeah, how does he even get up and down it? There's no ladder. I, I couldn't fucking tell you. He just jumps out and breaks his legs. Zendaya. Zendaya is another one in this. Um, uh, she she's an amazing. She is a great singer and a great dancer. Um, but I just I can't get past the fact that she was her character was put in it to be like you're the oppressed one. Yeah, and 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 nothing else. Oh, and by the way, you can only be happy once Zac Efron has decided that you're allowed to be. Like, eh. also, why did they fall in love? Because he saw her like, in slow they, motion, Nathan. Yeah, like the, he saw her once, and then they like introduced themselves for two seconds, and then that was it. That's all the interactions they had, and then suddenly they was at the theater, stood next to each other, not even looking at each other, just stood next to each other, and like. Struggling to breathe as they try to hold hands but didn't. Well, and I was like, oh, "Did I miss something? Have there, we skipped a scene?" It was just intoxicating. Like, no, it's, it was movie language, wasn't it? It was. It was like it was classic. We don't have time to develop this uh, because none of this happens, and we want you to focus on Hugh Jackman being a nice person. Um, also, the, M- Michael Gracie, the director, went on to direct Rocket Man after this, uh, which was another biopic. Uh, I th- I think it's okay, but a lot of people didn't like it too much. Thought it was a bit too fantastical and dream sequence esque. But I I quite liked it. Um, but you are famously homophobic, so that makes sense. <laughs> how how can I forget? That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, oh god, I have uh, nothing else to say about this it's, <laughs> um, it's bad i don't like it if you do it's fine i guess i can understand why but just know that you have been sold a lie and i am judging you for it oh uh, one more thing i'll say um as as i've always said about this and my opinion has never changed the only song that i think works in this as a musical is the other side and i'll tell you for why nathan because it sums up my musical uh, my movie musical point which is the song starts and then by the yes. time the song ends there is an extremely different dynamic between two characters and the plot has has excelled forward it is not let's yes. stop for five to seven minutes while i tell you about all my dreams that you already knew about we have discussed, as I said, we've discussed a number of musicals on this pod. I think it's fair to say that we both kind of like musicals. Um, and for someone who does like musicals, you sure do not understand them. <laughs> that's, that's, very, that's very mean of you to say. <laughs> I no, I listen. I can. I'm. I can. I can. I can happily sit through the. the pl- <laughs> what? What praise? <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no! I can happily sit through Hugh Jackman telling me how he feels, and his wife telling him how he feels, and then how she feels, and that blah 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 for five minutes, whatever. I just think that the songs are at their best when they're like, 
they're, they're, they're necessary and they enhance the plot and they go forward because no, but, but it's right. Tell me that the other side isn't arguably the best choreography and one of the best scenes in this film. Uh, first of all, choreography has nothing to do with the story. Um, I no, will but, agree. Right, that it's yeah. the best, I will agree that it's the best song in the movie. It is. I don't think that has anything to do with it progressing the the story along, though. I think I've always disagreed with this point of yours because I think you're coming at this point from the point of view of movies and not musicals. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Which, which is which is why I think you you have that. I guess I don't know. But the point is, this is a I movie. disagree. This the point, <laughs> it is, but it's also a musical. <laughs> but the point yeah, but is, a, it's a musical. Shut, as shut, a up, shut, up, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! The point is that I disagree, and you're wrong. Oh, okay. So no, well, I didn't know that one. So fair enough. Um, yeah. Same people that I do Bar- also like. I do also like. Um, what's that song called at the end? Uh, From now on, I do also like that one. That's you see. That's one of the ones that like. It, it's a lie. I know it's a lie, but I can't help get caught up in it. I can't help get caught up in this this feel good fucking song because it does make me feel good, and I fucking hate it. I'm yeah. angry that I feel good listening to that song. <laughs> <laughs> and we can come back home, and we will something. No. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it's the uh, same people that wrote La La Land wrote the music to this. Well, I washed my hands of everything I said. <laughs> City of stars. Dun, dun. I've not watched La La Land since it since we saw it in the cinema. That should be but the next one we do. Like I, I, I maybe watched it like... I had a transformative viewing of La La Land maybe two years ago where I watched it. And I was like, this is fine. And then it's, then one moment struck me and I went, oh no, it's terrible. Um, oh no. And yeah, we'll, I'll reveal that moment if we ever get there. Next week, La La Land. No, 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 no. <laughs> Def- no, I can't do that again. I can't do another one of these <laughs> for at least a while. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have nothing else to say um, aside from Hugh Jam is pretty good, and so is Zac Efron, and so is Zendaya. There's some good people in this. The uh... boy Zendaya does love, well, Hollywood loves, Hollywood loves, um, trying to figure out how old Zendaya is and not doing well at it. Um, Ah. And also, they love pairing Zendaya with short white kings. They do. And and, and short white kings that they can put on a harness and and make him swing (laughs) through the air. Uh, So that's another one. There's a a moment in this where they're dancing and they're singing and Zendaya's doing her trapeze act. And And then... um, Zac Efron's singing and then as she swings past him he just jumps on her and onto the rope <laughs> and I'm like don't do that you'll kill her don't do that yeah. <laughs> I saw that I was like that doesn't seem safe she's a trained <laughs> professional you're just some prick in a suit like yeah. what are you like, doing the trape- can she support both her weight and your own that that's seems the like, thing like, the, trapeze, the trapeze act is one that surely <laughs> takes years to master right and, 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 and she is clearly the best of the best in it but can she take the weight of a man who is enormous, like built like a brick shit house, although he is only about five foot seven. Um, They're like the same height. <laughs> so, so, she's... So, so I guess I guess he's taller than Tom Holland, because she's definitely taller than Tom. But she, but Zac Efron is like about the same height as Zendaya. 
Right. Well, either way, it seemed very dangerous to do. <laughs> seemed like choreography that they went, I don't know, we'll just have him like jump because they need to be together. Like they need to kiss at the end. Um, yeah. So so we'll have him. That's also a good song. I enjoy that song as well. I, I like the song. I don't like that it comes after. Listen, my parents are racist, but it's fine. Yeah. And then she's like, true. Yeah. You know, I love you. It's not a secret. I try and hide. Um, yeah. But yeah. Even though I met you like yesterday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not a secret I try to hide because there hasn't been enough time for me to see you and hide it. <laughs> we've we've known each other for less than a day, but yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is the greatest show. Yep. Whoa, ladies and gents, we're doing this next week. Why, hello there, fine gentlemen. My name is Batman, and I'm here to say, uh, is anybody doing anything around Gotham? Wowee, it's the Batman. Seth, is this the fun? No, it's not Star Wars, Star Trek. God, <laughs> this is frying my brain. I want to stop this. So that that's no. going to be fun. Yeah, that will come out Friday <laughs> the... I was going to say Friday the 10th. It won't. It will come out Friday <laughs> at 10am. My brain hurts. I've had a terrible morning watching this terrible fucking movie. Um, you're not too far. I think it's Friday the twelfth. It'll be. So you're not uh, yeah, too far yeah. But I'd have said that at any point in the month. Like it, that. Yeah. That that was not a genuine. I'm not going to try and salvage it. Uh, social media at another happy pod. Facebook. In no face. Fuck. Twitter. Instagram. We're there. Uh, review us. Give us a review. Uh, Electric Boogaloo. Five oh, my God. I've, I'm taking the outro away from you as well. <laughs> okay. Um, so rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If they have a rating system, we'd very much appreciate it. Next week, we're doing the Batman, maybe. Um, and if you see that, go see it and have fun and let us know what you thought. Or don't. I'm not your mum. Anyway, bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.